All right, we are live for a Monday edition of the People's Talk Show. And uh, boy, what an interesting weekend, said the least. The uh, upcoming week is going to be very exciting as well. But uh, came across a couple headlines that I've been kind of saving, holding on to them just because I wanted to do some quick takes with them. But it's just, it's, they're coming out too fast. And as always, I want to just put it out there. I'm sure a lot of you guys have been keeping an eye on some things, but I want to uh, share my two cents on things and just kind of paint a picture as to where this is heading and how the steady progression of an alternative being introduced to the world in the very near future is, is it's right around the corner. It seems. And I want to get your thoughts on that as well as just talk about some of the activity in the gold space. Gold is getting a lot of attention these days. And I want to make sure you guys stay on top of that. So anyway, welcome to the live stream. My name is Mike, the host of RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. And of course, Tucker Carlson. Okay, yeah. Okay, just more and more, more and more news of that sort as well. So um, doesn't surprise me one bit. Uh, And it, it goes two ways. Uh, he was speaking too much truth or leaning too far against the establishment's agenda, which was posing a threat because it's getting more people to question things. And so it doesn't surprise me one bit that he happens to step down. But then again, he seems like the only long, only voice of the, in the mainstream media that was still active. And so bit by bit, they're just knocking all the truth tellers out of the way. And of course, Tucker Carlson, he'll probably come out with his own little talk show or YouTube channel, you know, next week or something like that and have a million subscribers and people still be able to hear uh, him tell truth. And it might even be bigger than Fox News itself, just because it's good to say once you you go out on your own and you have you, you get more attention brought to you because of how you exited the mainstream narrative, it'll only set him up for something probably bigger and better if he did his own thing. So, but not surprised whatsoever. Okay. So for those who are plugged in, man, definitely, if you have not hit the thumbs up button, show your love for the channel. want to make sure I try to uh, connect and uh, get these live streams in more, man. I'm trying to shake up things on my, on the back end here to stay engaged and stay in tune with things. And so uh, it'll help encourage and incentivize your boy. If you hit that thumbs up button. And if you haven't, make sure you hit that bell. So you'll be plugged in when we go live. So you'll always be able to, Catch me when we go live. And so I uh, just want to make sure I do a little bit, a little bit of homework on my end here. And uh, what else we got? So if you have not also connect with RTD on all these alternative methods, just in, just in case we get disconnected here, you can stay plugged in and I'll always know what's going on and make sure you join a telegram group. That's where I'm probably the most active during the day, sharing articles throughout the day, best I can. And then also, if you guys would like to support the channel, any help would be appreciated. There are some methods beneath this uh, video here in the description. If you would like to be a blessing to the channel, uh, any help would be help useful. Okay, so let me just get into some headlines here. Uh, I got, let me see, I got, let me see, I got four, five, six, primarily focused on what's happening beyond this, beyond the noise and distractions is thrown away now. And so we got the debt ceiling, of course, coming up. We got next week, they're going to give a quarter point hike. Okay, whatever. We got commercial banks, you know, commercial real estate blowing up. We got banks being, um, our funds being pulled from all types of bank. For First Republic lost $100 billion within that little time frame there. And it can go on and on and on. But keep your eye on the currency. Keep your eye on the currency and the shift that's underway. Okay, uh, let me acknowledge a couple people real quick. Can we jump in? We got Korean Silver Stacker checking in. Says, is it happening? Uh, slow and steady. Slow and steady. And it's not necessarily, a good, this is not something I I don't enjoy necessarily coming on talking about, oh, 
the re- you know, everybody's rethinking the dollar, the de-dollarization, yada, yada, yada. Just because I also say the USD ain't going nowhere. It's going to be something we use here in this country. So if you're an American citizen, you're going to continue to use a You're going to continue to use a version of the USD. It's just going to matter. It's a matter of what will it look like and what will it buy you in the in the long run? Just because there's going to be different iterations <laughs> of the USD thrown our way pretty soon, I think, on top of the paper and everything else in between. So complete chaos. But uh, what I wanted to focus on was the activity within the gold space. And so I actually... I forgot to grab an article. It just caught my attention. Give me one second here. I got to go back to the Telegram because I shared something yesterday uh, that was very telling as to how more countries. So we had Ghana last year decided to basically incentivize their mining space to sell gold back to the country's central bank so that the central bank could use gold as a reserve so that they can use that reserve because they're short of dollars to basically be able to pay for their own oil and other other resources utilizing gold. So Ghana was the first country to basically reestablish a quasi gold standard for their own country. And they're not the last one. And I might want to just jump off if I can give me one second. Let me go back into my archives real quick because I meant to bring that up, but didn't get a chance to grab the article. As always, on my side, I'm trying to scramble to get as much stuff on the table as I can before I go live. But I never seem to do it that way. But give me one second here. I might have to go. Let me see if I can find it real quick. But it's definitely it's telling because it plays in line with what I'm talking about here. So, bam, let me just grab this real quick. Bear with me. Hope everyone's doing well. Let me just put this up here and then I'll make sure I include this article when I get to my goal segment. Okay, so sweet and simple. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, Definitely. Let's uh, let's get into it. So as always, I want to try to condense everything I can share my two cents, get to the headlines, get the phone lines open up in a timely manner so that we can uh, get this keep this party moving. But let me just start off with the very first very first. Okay, man. Very first article right here. Okay, so here we got it right here. It says central banks load up on gold in response to rising geopolitical tensions. And so we've been talking about this for quite some time now. But when the Financial Times come out, continue to harp on gold, 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 gold. It's definitely something worth paying attention to. But it says reserve managers purchases rose 152 percent last year and they expect to keep buying. So the question is, if you get all these asset managers, central banks buying, what are you doing? (laughs) Don't just watch what they say. Do what they do. There's a reason why they're they're accumulating all this gold, not only because of a inflation hedge or a currency debasement hedge, but also it has a lot to do with whatever structure will be put out there as an alternative because there will be a repricing of gold and it will not be from the LBMA or the COMEX or the CRIMEX. It's going to come from the Eastern Hemisphere, more than likely. And then once uh, that figure is set, it more than likely will not be based in USD terms. And it's going to have a lot to do with what the BRICS are doing, in my opinion. But I can spare you with this, but I'll just keep it sweet and simple. It says an annual poll of 83 central banks, which manage a combined seven trillion in foreign asset, foreign exchange assets, found that more than Two-thirds of respondents thought that their peers would increase the gold holdings in 2023. So $7.7 trillion combined worth of foreign exchange assets 
uh, is coming into the gold space. So if the market cap right now, gold is roughly 10 trillion or so, very small comparison to the additional seven or so that could be coming down the line. So as I always say, it, it may not get any cheaper. And then also I did see oh, some, one of the community members share with me um, the recent, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Steve Van Meter said that gold could go down to a thousand. No doubt. If there's a, if there's a, some type of event that occurs similar to 2020, it could take a dip down to $1,000 on the spot price for a quick moment. But then look what happened. Was it three years ago now when it went down for what a couple of days and then it just shot back up and here we are now $2,000. So if it was to take a dip due to whatever activity people selling it to try to get liquid to cover all types of leverage shorts and all types of other stuff, it could happen. But then again, believe me, every dealer who's deals in gold, they're not going to allow it out of their doors for a thousand dollars without jacking up the premium an additional hundred percent. You can believe that. So anyway, uh, anything is possible, but then again, I wouldn't hold my breath waiting to buy that particular dip just because when all these people rushing to go, mm, it's good to say that dip won't stay that low for that long. Okay, I'll spare you guys this. Let's get into the main story of the day. So here is what's happening right now. So outside of all the chaos and pandemonium happen, wherever you want to look at, the bricks are moving forward. The bricks are moving forward and it doesn't seem to be any uh, slowing down. And this happens to be uh, around the participants, the, the, the countries we know about and then the countries we do not know about. And that's the that's the that's kind of the question I want to put out there to you guys. There are some countries and it says here approximately, I think it says six or seven countries that are, are anonymous that have put out fillers to see what it would be like or what the process might be to join. I wonder who those countries might be. Could they be G7 countries? We're going to find out. But real quick here, I won't bore you, but it says BRICS draws membership requests from 19 nations, 19 nations before the summit. So this upcoming August, the BRICS summit in South Africa. Uh, it just is being set up to be some type of major event that will result in a major shakeup. And that's why I titled this, you know, thumbnail, you know, the shakeup is happening right now just because things are just too. It's too obvious to not suspect that something's coming just because they've done a good job of throwing out enough clues and hints and shaking hands and doing currency swaps and doing all types of meetings. And of course we got next month, we have the Arab league summit where they're uniting the entire middle East. Come on now they're working towards something. Yeah. And it's not going to be dependent upon the USD. Okay. Real quick. It says here, 19 countries express an interest in joining the BRICS groups of nations as it prepares for its annual summit. Go on some more. It says, quote, what will be discussed is an expansion of the BRICS and the model uh, model T's of how this will happen. Modalities of what, how, man, get butchered. It says here, 13 countries have formally asked to join and another six have asked informally. We are getting applications to join every day. Now, you might say, who is this person? Whatever, whatever. I'm not going to pay any attention to this, but it says here, this is a Neil Sokol, South Africa's ambassador to the group. So I would say this person has no reason to lie about these figures. Now, the question I want to put out there to you guys, these six countries that I've asked informally, who might they be? I have some suspicions. I'll share my two cents in a minute, but I would say definitely <laughs> Macron didn't go to China 
to talk to Xi for no reason. So France might be pivoting on top of that. Once Macron came back from China, he came back with that anti-U.S. talk, talking about we shouldn't be so dependent upon following the West's lead, referring to the U.S. So France could be one. Who else could be second? Don't sleep on the fact that the U.K., they're in a very tight spot, still dealing with the, the side effects from the Brexit and just the fact that British pound right now is not in, a, in the best position. And so that might be something that could be considered and a couple of other ones. But we'll, of course, as we get closer to the event, we're going to hear more news. So I'll spare you guys on that one. But six countries informally request. We will see who they are. OK, so what's the big deal about joining the BRICS? Oh, it's going to be because of that structure that is non-dollar that focused and as they are trying to sell it to themselves, it's more inclusive. You have more of a right. You have more say so. Yeah, 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 yeah. All kinds of like that. But here's another one that is worth uh, paying attention to as well, just because as more countries are looking to join the BRICS, the BRICS are now utilizing their own bank, which is a it's the it's the parallel bank to the IMF. So you got the new development bank and you got the IMF running parallel right now. And a good chunk of the world is switching gears going from the IMF where they just basically solely enslave you with debt that you cannot pay, i.e. what's happened with Argentina right now where their banks and the central banks are short of dollars and they're no longer able to do operations as normal. But then again, IMF is about to give them another, I think, 45 billion or something. How many times can you give the same country debt before it's just it's, it, it becomes obvious that the whole goal is to literally steal something physically from that country rather than have them pay back in worthless USD notes? But anyway, OK, real quick here. It says BRICS new development banks ditching U.S. dollar by offering loans in local currencies. And so, as always, if you are short of dollars just because of the stranglehold by the central bank hiking rates quantitatively, with removing liquidity from the markets, you got to use the next best thing, which is what? Use your own damn currency, ultimately. So this article here just talks about how it's as of night right now, about uh, 30% or so of the current loans that are going out will be done in local currency. So ultimately, it, gets, it gives these countries a chance to utilize their own currencies. But then again, majority of these countries that are probably getting these loans, the value of those currencies are not worth much of anything. So it's good to say on the back end of that, you have to bring something else to the table to reassure us that this currency will not um, fall in its value even further than what all of our currencies are falling as they are doing the same thing. The fiat game is coming to an end. So it's good to say they're going to anchor that on the back end with some type of uh, mechanism that can reestablish trust. And what better form of reestablishing trust other than going back to sound money in of itself, whether it be with gold directly, because gold is, is every central bank is accumulating gold for some reason. And on top of that, majority of these nations here are rich in resources. So it's a give and give situation. Something something good can happen from these type of transactions. And it's not one is not solely based upon broken promises to pay in paper form. OK, real quick, let me share with you what's going on here. It says Rosef, who is the South African you know, person who's in charge of the uh, uh, says the new development bank president Dilma Rousseff confirmed the move, adding that the financial institutions plans to give 30 percent loans in local currencies of member nations. The MBD was established 2014, whatever. 
And as she's quoted saying, it is necessary to find ways to avoid foreign exchange risk and other issues such as being dependent on a single currency such as the U.S. dollar. So avoiding foreign exchange risk because currencies will fluctuate big time nowadays just because every country's up in there, up to their eyeballs in debt and not many people are able to actually continue to have trust in government debt. So currencies are worth nothing. And as a result of what happened with Russia and the sanctions and possibly what's happened with China, there's risk there as well in using a single currency or a single payment method. So the USD is not in favor right now in that particular region, despite the fact that their debts are denominated in dollars and everything between. And so it says here, the good news is that we are seeing many countries choose to trade using their own currencies. Brazil and China, Brazil, China and Brazil, for instance, are agreeing to exchange with the Chinese and the Yuan and Real and on and on and on. And so 30 percent as of now. And it's good to say it's going to be a lot higher as time moves forward. Next article right here. Here is something that just once again pops up in the headlines. Foreignpolicy.com as of today. Yeah, somebody has time to write about this. Obviously, it's something that they've doing some investigative research on and or paid to put this propaganda out here. Either way, you want to look at it. But it says a BRICS currency could shake the dollar's dominance. It says de-dollarizations moment might finally be here. So it's a nice lengthy article here, but it talks about some of the pros and cons. And ultimately speaking, it's, it's going to be a slow process. There's no guarantees whatsoever. But the fact that they are working on something that puts them in a better position other than being solely dependent upon the dollar lets us know that, you know, they, they got something in mind. So real quick here, it says these developments complicate the narrative that the dollar's reign is stable because it is an open. It is a one excuse me, one-eyed money in a land of blind individual competitors like the Euro, Yen, and Yuan. And there's another thing. Uh, let me see. There's something else that uh, there's another article. Let me see. Okay, no, no. That's the next article here. But anyway, if you guys are interested, find, read more for yourself. Go from there. So it, it doesn't help that not only are current countries concerned with the ability to either get dollars or their desire to get away from dollars, but at the same time, we have Global reserves held in U.S. dollars fail to less than 50 percent, says official states, <laughs> official states. It has become a toxic currency. So this is from Bitcoin.com. Make of it what you may. But then again, you have some people who are relatively credible just because they're in the financial realm. So we got uh, a note from Eurizon SLJ Asset Management on April 17th revealed that the percentage of reserves that central banks held hit 47% during the 2022. It says falling sharply since 2021 when the dollar represented 55%. So 2021, when you know, as a result of all the chaos, it, you know, came about from the health situation, dollars was flooding the world for the most part. People was needing them like up to wazoo. Then last year, so from 55 to 47. And it's good to say, Despite the need for dollars still, this number of 47%, it may go back up, but my bet would be in the long run, it's going to continue to trend down. And so it used to be, what, 70, 80, 80, 70, 60, 50. So here we are now. And of course, this could be a temporary situation, but who knows? But when they say the dollar has become toxic, that will let me know that, uh, you know, there's something worth paying attention to. And it says here, the de-dollarization of trend fueled by the so-called weaponization of sanctions, 
by the government of the U.S. has global blocks like the BRICS and the Asian looking for alternatives to safely conduct trade amongst themselves. So, yeah, doesn't doesn't look too favorable in the long run, in the long run, in the long run for trade. OK, keep it going. Now, this is where we get into how gold is really starting to creep into everybody's um, portfolio, <laughs> even the bankers themselves, even in countries that we would have never assumed. And this happened to be with Zimbabwe to introduce a gold-backed digital currency. And so we talked about this last year with Zimbabwe introduced their one-ounce coin, which is doing extremely well from what I'm seeing from the mainstream media here. And the program was IMF and all the other Western banks were saying, hey, you got to stop this. This is not this is not safe to do this. It's not stable, yada, yada, yada. They haven't stopped. They, they continue to do it. Now they're trying to, I don't know, trick the people and saying that, hey, we want to back our dollar with gold. So this is that tokenization that we talked about uh, with Nate Fisher, Nate Fisher last week. So this could be the first country that put this out here. And if they were able to successfully roll out the gold coin that the public can go buy and they were incentivizing the public to go buy these, I wouldn't be too surprised if this digital version of currency representative works for a short period of time. But then again, the gold would be in the banks, in the, in the, in the central bank's hands. So I really wouldn't trust it. But Real quick here, it says Zimbabwe will soon introduce a gold backed digital currency meant to stabilize the local unit from its combined uh, a de depreciation against the dollar. State run Sunday media reported. Man, I'm drawing a blank here. It says last year, the South African country was introduced, has introduced gold coins in the bid to mop up excess liquidity and stabilize the local local unit. So they flooded the country with mon you know, monopoly currency and then they tried to soak, soak some of that in by giving people the opportunity of buying gold. And I think they let it trade freely. Uh, at that time, it was they set a price to it. I forgot what it was, but I obviously did pretty well to where they were able to make a little bit of a spread on top to support them, to support the bank. And it gave their own citizens a chance to hedge. So not bad here. Uh, but what else? We'll see how this plays out. But there's another article as well that I wanted to bring up that I don't have here. But it talks about how Zimbabwe's pension, uh, a lot of their pension pension funds in the country, they have been allowed to take part in the gold buying program. And so I'm better. Let me see. I would rather show you. Give me one second. Let me grab it. Uh, bear with me one second. Let me go into my archives here. As I mentioned, I got more articles than I can actually get to. But I think this is worth mentioning. Let me see here. Let me see if I can grab Let me see if I can go. Uh, give me one second here. Do, 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 do. And will I be able to find it in time? I probably won't be able to find it. Anyway, some archives. I'll grab it one of these days. Okay. So keep it moving. Keep it moving. A couple articles here, then we'll open the phone line. So I want to let me see here. Okay. So here is another interesting story that uh, more people will hear about as well. Let me close these windows. Man, too many windows. Too many windows. Okay. Here we go. This is worthwhile. It says Bolivia, lower house passes gold purchase bill in a bid to boost reserves. So as I mentioned, this is the second country that I'm familiar with. Ghana being the first last year. And now Bolivia decides to get their weight up so that they can have some savings, some reserves. It says that Bolivia's lower, lower house of Congress passed a bill this past Friday to purchase gold from miners in an attempt to boost central banks, foreign reserves as fears over a shortage of dollars rippled through the country. And so 
shortage of dollars is the world's biggest problem right now on top of the fact that nations know that the dollar is being weaponized against them and so could the federal reserve literally be strategically withholding dollars from the world on purpose in the fight against inflation as a part of a much greater plan that all these banks and countries can be working together on because i'm thinking like all of this is strategically being planned out none of this is just happening on the fly they know that there's a some internal conflicts and the the the, the most important thing they have to protect first and foremost is that the banking sector of course, the globally systemic important banks and all the things they've created since the inception of this fee, fractional reserve lending model. And so it's my suspicion. It's not necessarily East versus West, as I mentioned before. The BRICS is just what's in the news because they are what's next. They could be they could be what's next. And so the West know that their time is up. They can only prolong and kick the can down the road for so long before they know there has to be a changing of the guard. Just because hist- history, historically speaking, Nothing lasts forever. And as I always say, let me just get get bring up my little uh if I still have it right here. I don't have it up right now, but my typical map of just the, the lifespans of different reserve currencies. So we're due for a change of the guard. And so what better way to make this transition look like it's a chaotic and complete disarray when you have the east versus west, good versus bad, you know, type of narrative. And so all this gold accumulation by central banks around the world is not by circumstance it's not it's not by accident they're doing this on purpose and i think literally they all know what's going on and the timing of everything because on, as a result for the public their solution to all this will be the cbdc and so it's quite obvious if you look down deep and try to figure things out anyway okay keep it moving so as i mentioned bolivia getting their weight up within the country for their reserve sake then here's just a couple of headlines that caught my attention Silver approaching historic deficit as demand surges to record high. Demand is surging and supply is not as abundant as they would like for it to be. Therefore, the way to make up for that will be the price to continue to trend upward. And that'll that'll solve all the issues of physical supply because you'll have some people that want to as as take some profit and get out of some positions they've been holding on for 20 or 30 years. And that'll bring more supply on board. But then again, the price will have to reflect that. And so, yeah, we know where that's going. And because of the amount of inflation, i.e. the total currency base and just the fact that it's it's at an all time high and nowhere near where it's going to probably end up, it's becoming unprofitable for the mint to coin small coins such as nickels pennies, dimes, things of that nature, because the base metals used to do such cost more than the actual face value of those units. And so what better way to, I guess, remove coinage out of circulation other than saying new bipartisan bill will let the U.S. Mint alter the metal content of coins to save money. And so we all know that the pennies, uh, 1982 pennies and under, are pure copper and then from 82 up if i'm not mistaken is a is a smidgen of copper and some alloy and so ultimately what this might do and this will definitely pass just because it's you know they're, they're trying to say we're trying to save taxpayers dollars <laughs> okay and so it says a pair of senators will introduce a bill to to authorize the u.s mint to alter the content it says here in order to save taxpayers money 
<laughs> what about saving taxpayers money instead of sending it to Ukraine? Huh. Oh, that's not important. And so here it says a new report from U.S. Mint revealed that in 2022 costs for raw metals drove the price of minting a single nickel past 10 cents or more than double the value of the coin itself. So it costs 10 pennies to make five cents. <laughs> yeah. Can we blame the central bank behind this? Maybe not. OK, keep it moving. Last one here. Just so you guys know, as I mentioned before, the CBDC is still progressing. That has been the central bankers chosen model to save humanity after they destroy it completely. And just to let you know where it's going, it says China to expand CBDC use case for Belt and Road Initiative. So it's still going. It's still out there. It says China was one of the first nations to start a CBDC, yada, yada, yada. But it says here a plan promoting the use of the central bank or Chinese digital currency in cross-border trade was issued in Zhengzhou City, which serves as a departure point for numerous good good trains for uh, China uh, headed for Europe. It says there are 18 regular cross-border rail connections from the city to 21 nations in Asia and Europe reported. So along that pathway of the Belt and Road Initiative, there's going to be vendors that will more than likely be incentivized to use the Chinese EU yuan because they'll come with some benefits and features and probably some discounts. You know how they try to put stuff out there and make sure people you know, can't pass up a good deal by using this currency here to be seamless, quick, easy, fast, whatever. So you see the selling point behind the current the, the CBC model that's going right across uh, Europe. And so it looks like as of now, more countries will probably participate in that. So anyway, OK, what do we got here? All right. 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 So it looks like I rambled my mouth more than I wanted to. Um, all right. So with that being the case, I am because uh, I was going I'm trying to condense these down and I ram I rambled too much. So I probably won't be able to get to phones like I wanted to. But uh, I wanted to connect and share with you all of these articles here. Uh, they caught my attention. And so. The shakeup is underway. Central banks are scrambling, trying to maintain what little bit of control they have. They're getting gold all the way around us. Countries are up in their gold, up in there, getting their weight up. And so hopefully you guys are as well, just because at some point the shakeup will be obvious to the rest of the world. And by the time it becomes obvious to everybody, that's probably when all hell breaks loose. So that's just my two cents there. But all right, my good people, I, I saw I'm about to, I was going to do 30 minutes tonight. So I'm trying to condense it down to 30 minutes so I can try to get as much in. So I rambled more than I wanted to forgive me, come back tomorrow night, same place. And we'll do this again. And I'll try to get my rants into 15, 20 minutes just because I need to be more conservative with my time here as I'm trying to work on some other things on the back end. So but anyway, hope everyone enjoyed this quick segment here. If you had, if you did hit that thumbs up button, show your support for the channel. I'd encourage you if you want to keep this conversation going, go to the Telegram, jump in there, share thoughts, ideas, and uh, we can keep it going there. And I'm trying to just, you know, diversify myself more than just YouTube. So I got to, you know, make some other things happen on my end here. But anyway. Be blessed. Be safe, everybody. I will see you guys uh, tomorrow. Same time, same place. Be ready. See you there. That China is hoarding a massive amount of food. They will soon have over two thirds of the globe's corn reserves, over half of its rice and over half of its wheat. But when asked about it, China lies. So what does China know that we don't? China is the world's number one importer, relying on the rest of the world to keep their people fed. This makes them the canary in the coal mine when it comes to global food shortages. As Americans, we need to be prepared for potential food shortages. That's where 4Patriot Survival Food comes in. 
Their kits are compact, stackable, and have received a five-star review for their flavor and taste. And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by using code RTD at checkout at 4 Don't wait. Prepare today. Once again, use code RTD at 4 and save 10% on your first purchase. 